Welcome again to Umeshare Podcast. This is a podcast that is focusing on men who are aged 35 to 55 years. And in last week's episode, we were talking about the 18 to 30 year bracket of life. We continue with the part 2 of this podcast. Good listening. Enjoy the podcast. Karibu sana. As you mentioned Kevin you've gone through one has gone through a few heartbreaks mm-hmm. and emotionally they are surviving spiritually they are surviving you know in the back of their mind they know they ought to have a vibrant uh, spiritual life but but they are not they're not there yeah. the company they keep does not promote it so they're surviving in very many areas they're just surviving mm-hmm. those who have had mentors are thriving but those without mentors I just surviving. I don't know. Any of you go through that? Yeah, let me actually let me just say there's a time I think almost more than 20 years ago we we sat in your house uh we were a couple of young vibrant couples. Mm-hmm. And it was probably I was 20, about 25 mm-hmm. and my wife was a uh, 23 then and so even when you're saying that you got married at 24 so I was wowing but I remember she was actually 24 when we got married and we had gone out for a while yeah? we were dating for about 4 years mm. and the question that I remember you asking me doctor all those years ago was where is this relationship headed if you guys are sure that you're getting married and you want to be lifelong partners and you mentored as well together with other couples uh, two three other couples The question was what were you guys waiting for? Mm. Let's fix some dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that for me guys was such a difficult thing because I was like this guy is putting me on the, on the spot. I have to come up with a date. So we were told to come up with a date together with a, a friendly uh, a good friend uh, Paul Ratao. Yes, yes. Um And yeah, we are 17 years mm. uh, married. We actually got married two weeks apart with Paul and Rata, who are our best couple. But I remember all of us being asked that question, when are you guys getting married? I thank you for that because I don't think that date would have ever come up uh, because we would have just been hovering around this this decade of, of experimenting, of discovering. Yes. Mm. And perhaps maybe 30 would have reached and we were still getting married or probably would not have been together. Um, that's so, interesting when you talk yeah. about um the pressure to get married i think mine was a slightly different that at that age in the 20s i never really had any steady kind of girlfriend boyfriend relationship and i was accused many times people told me you're just afraid of commitment <laughs> which was a very irritating and annoying thing to mm-hmm. hear because i would search my heart and see me i don't feel like i'm afraid yeah but i have not the people around me you kind of put your your toe in the water and i you know that temperature is not right you move you move on mm. and that was my experience but once i met my my wife that was a military style operation from mm. the day i met her i <laughs> said this one is yeah. not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> and there was a number of and and cooperative circumstances there but it was literally it was a military operation right down to the altar Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. for that. I mean, I think I have a similar story to yours, Kevin. Um, you know, we were, we were in school together. You you know my wife. Yes. And uh so, you know, we met in in university. I was probably my early 20s then. Hmm. And you know, I didn't have that thought about marriage. Yeah. I mean, I I knew at some point it will happen, but it was never top of mind. I I, I didn't go 
in you know that some people who go through life with that thing of you know I'm gonna get married and it's part of the plan. Mm. I hadn't thought of that as part of the longer plan. Mm. Um, you know, at that time I was thinking, you know, career, work. You know, I, my mind was in that space. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, thankfully, I hadn't met Dr. Reed have put me on the spot like you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, it, it, it was. And so we got married probably maybe about a year or so after you. Plus, yeah. um, and it was one of those things where it just felt it was it was time and mm. it, it was it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think that period of time, you know, both in terms of marriage and family was also a time of impatience as well, where there's a sense of. Um, there's all this hope. There's all this stuff that we're looking at, looking forward to, f- for the future, mm-hmm. and we want it all now. I, I want it now. I want mm-hmm. that house, that car, that yeah. big job. I want all of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that sense of impatience. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of you know younger people in that age group today have the same kind of pressure, but I just want to say it was it was happening for for me back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, that impatience. I I, I don't want yeah. to wait. I don't want to have to. People are telling me I was working somewhere where. Um, it was in insurance mm. and you know insurance is a long game yeah. so the people who work there I had colleagues who are 20 years older than me mm. and we're doing the same job mm. and I thought to myself I don't want to be here 20 years from now mm. you know 20 years from now I want to be there I can see the boss sitting in his office I want to be there mm. and so there was a sense of impatience that you know this thing has to work now yeah. and anytime I'd get frustrated I'd just think you know this is not for me mm. so I think as a result of that I had a bit of a checkered uh, professional life, mm-hmm. so I've done quite a lot of different things in, yeah. in, in in my life, and I think that's partly because of that time, that twenties mm-hmm. age, uh, and that sense of impatience. Some of it is, I think, God just leading me in different directions. Some of it has been very useful for me in in, in later years. Mm-hmm. But I think during the, those early years of my career, mm-hmm. um, thinking about family, um, not necessarily being very um, eager mm-hmm. to start a family. But then it happened anyway. Mm. Um, but at the same time, also being impatient to see certain things happen in my life. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. But that, that whole thing about life revolving around self mm. is, is very common at that age, you know, that age group. And uh, many people just take on a bad life direction. Some of the dangers you can begin to see in this situation. Mm. You may be married, but you're pursuing a direction that doesn't include the whole family. Um, you are married, your wife gets pregnant, and you're surprised. You're you're almost perhaps even annoyed, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because it's going to interfere with my plans. And so one has to be very, very careful um, to make sure that they, their, their life direction mm-hmm. is... is um, they get help with their life direction. Otherwise, you you can get off track very, very easily trying to pursue life. Mm. And, and the key thing here, again, is mentors. And in this age group, many people don't want mentors mm. because they think they have it figured out. Mm. Um, the, the inner life tends to be weak. Um, they know about uh, a walk with God. They know about it. They have a historical walk with God. But at the moment, life is busy. It's a very, very weak inner life. Not even besides walk with God, just reflecting on the day mm. and correcting things that have gone wrong. Uh, having intimate relationships is a problem for many in this uh, age group because they're just busy, mm. over busy. In some countries, people are taking on several jobs. They work a day job and a night job. Mm. And uh, they want what they want now. 
and they break themselves to try and get it. So the biggest need in this age group is mentors. Is mentors. I agree with yeah, you, yeah. Dr. Ari, on that yeah. because um, so the mentors that I had in terms of you know the relationship, uh, like yourself and one or two other people there, really helped me put perspective into what is this relationship? What do you want out of this relationship that you're going out with this girl for all this long? Are you guys going to have a certain full stop or a comma or is it a continuous paragraph without a full stop? And when I looked at my career, I was uh, in the media, I felt like I was lacking a career coach of some sort just to guide you in terms of, I feel it is the trajectory, Kevin, you're taking in media. And I was in a, an, in a season where media was really highly competitive. There was no digital media at that time. Social media was not really upscaled as it is right now. So there were a few media houses, the TV, radio houses. It was also a privilege to, to work um, in these industries. So I felt like the lure of a better, well-paying job was what superseded a career path rather than just money. So I, I wish I had someone who told me, actually, uh, maybe pursue this way instead of looking at the money issue only, perhaps look at how the company is going or this particular medium, whether it's radio, TV or newspaper, you know, I feel like that would have added a big difference. Mm. Even when I was transitioning from employment to self-employment, I was 28 years old when I was considering now, I, I was like, you monger, I didn't want to be in this media house and do musical chairs. And it was this musical chairs season that was happening in media. I felt victim to that because I was called to a different media house from where I started from when I cleared my campus. And fortunate for me, it was a managerial position. And from there, I didn't even last for too long. I went to another media house uh, from TV to radio. Um, and I feel like if I had a career mentor who would have actually told me this is the path that I feel like you needed to take, mm. it would have made a difference. But when I transitioned now to self-employment, I did not have any peer mentors or mentors in business. So I had my friends who were in the media houses who, for lack of a better word, were not very encouraging. Because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, are you sure you're going to dip yourself in the, into the sea? You guys, you just go away and after a few years, you can come back, you know? And truth be told, I mean, I've never gone back. Now it's my 14th year mm -hmm. in nice. entrepreneurship. Nice. Um, but the first years of my business, when I was now almost turning 30, were really difficult because I had to learn the hard way. Mm. And the only mentors that I had was from what we used to see in the newspapers, the billionaires, the people who you'd read and say, these are guys who, who are running huge companies without even knowing their story. So the values that I went with in terms of starting a business were not values that I can be able to subscribe to today. Mm. You know, I would collect bribes, you know, just to get jobs mm. because that is the only way I knew uh, how people were getting jobs at that time. Mm. For me, it was networking. But when someone says, oh, give me this kickback, I was not afraid of doing it at that time mm. until, you know, later on in my, my early 30s, I ended up doing a course um, in Strathmore. And I learned from the world how to conduct business in the right way. But a few years ago, I also learned how to do business in God's way. Mm. And so from early 30s, actually for the last 10 years, 
my perspective of how you do a kingdom business changed completely. That actually God can bless you and can bless you for the work of your hands by merit, but also you can ask for the Lord to bless your business. But those things, if, if someone worked with me earlier and if I found that person to work with me in terms of how to run a business, I believe I would have started off in the right footing and perhaps even grown further. Mm. It is I, today. I, I'm smiling, Kevin, because I think that the problem with um, the idea of mentorship when you're 20 is when you're 20, you don't think you need mentorship. Mm. When you're in that age, you feel you know. And when people give you advice, more often than not, you think, it's a deep sigh and you think, well, you know, they didn't quite do it the way they are saying, you know, so why should I listen to them? Mm. So I think a lot of the, the struggle in that, whereas it's, I think it's really, I completely accept and agree that mentorship is a deep need uh, at that stage in life. And even perhaps more than later in life, it's, it's key because it sets a life direction. Mm. Um, in, uh, in significantly, you can change, but a lot of core things are embedded in that stage of life. Yeah. Um, I think I felt very fortunate. I got a job I loved. I got a boss who we connected with. And for five years, I say that was my master's program because I worked very, my boss was a workhorse and we worked together like workhorses. And it, for me, it was just a thrill of a ride. I really did enjoy my, my job and I learned a whole of a lot, uh, from his life experiences. I think he's what, like 13 years older than me or some 13 or 14 years. So for me, I felt like I was every day. It was, it was exciting being with him working with him we worked in one an office that was one room yeah. so we were together you know rubbing shoulders our desks were next to each other we often left for meetings together came back together yeah. did a lot of movements together so for me the 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 professional stuff i learned the stuff i learned personally is also um even as a man i think he i learned a lot from him because he had a young family watching him interact with his wife and children yeah. was helped really helped crystallize a lot of things I would have wanted to do with my own family. And I've done with my family at that stage in life. I was learning even when I wasn't thinking I was learning yeah. because I was in his space, in his life. And he allowed me into his life like that. So for me, I feel very fortunate, yeah. but I'm also very aware of the difficulty of being that age. Yes. Yeah. You don't really believe Between older events. people have that much to tell you. They either the advice is old, mm. their stories of the things they fear um, or the things they failed in. So just because you failed in that venture doesn't mean I'll fail. Mm. So why should I Your, your time you? is different from uh, my yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Two different Yeah, In the modern world, we, are, we know how to do this thing yeah. these days. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. Mm. true. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, Mr. Oki, when you mentioned about being in that space with someone 10, 13 years older, he was exposing you to his life without even you realizing that mm. you're getting exposed. He's exposing you to life, but he's also allowing you to gain experience just by hanging around him. Mm. So when you talk about mentors, this is really what they do. The key ingredients a person needs at that stage of life is exposure. Mm -hmm. The exposure can be formal or informal. Uh, sometimes a person just tags along with you when uh, in some professions after you graduate, like in the medical field, you go and shadow a doctor and you basically just hang out with them, do what they do and in the process you're being, you're being exposed. But the mentor also helps you to understand yourself. Hmm. Uh, again, it doesn't have to be a formal um, 
training, but in the process of getting exposed to his life or her life, you are asking questions. And usually those questions are designed to help you understand yourself. So a lot of understanding of self is needed at this time. You don't think you want it, but you need it. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing of being a faithful person, faithful to relationships, faithful to the task that you've been given. When you see someone older being faithful to what they've been asked to do, you learn that as well. We know these things, but when you see them being done, then we, you know, we really catch it. And getting feedback, feedback to uh, your assignments, feedback to, could be a, a very simple thing. You agree to meet at a particular time and you meet and um, you're supposed to do some assignment before you get back together and you get back and you've not done your assignment because you didn't take it seriously or you began to work on it but underestimated how long it would take to, uh, to work on it. So getting feedback on your life that helps you to make adjustments to your life. Mm. But one has to be in that mode where they want to learn. If you happen to respect the person in your circles, you will learn. But if you don't respect them, then however much they try to teach you, you will not learn. Mm. Let me go back to that inner life growth that we talked about. Again, this, this happens very well when you have a mentor. I, I gave my life to Christ when I was 19. I'd grown up in in the church but at that point in time age 19 I made a commitment to the Lord and I had people who helped me in the discipleship process I didn't call them mentors at that time but that was a type of mentoring they deserve rigorous discipleship and that got me embedded in the scriptures that gave me a strong inner life uh, from age 19 onwards and uh, again um people are going to ministry um, at, at age 18 to 30 you're thinking I'm too young for that but you know when you look at Psalm 92 mm. that talks about people still bearing fruit in their old age mm. that word still suggests they were doing it in the younger years mm. so ministry involvement does need to begin early but a typical 18 to 30 year old will not even see the need of it or they can be involved when they are in the church or in a particular area of involvement but when they are out they're disconnected Mm -hmm. it is not part of their normal life they can act the part when it's needed when they are away from that environment they do their own thing Mm -hmm. so mentors really help in this situation Um, I was was, going to say um, Mm -hmm. I had um, an experience which is quite um, akin to what what you just mentioned Dr. So I I grew up in the church and um, I remember giving my life to Christ when I was in high school. I think I was in Form 2. I can remember it was a February it was Challenge Weekend I remember just my emotions just went haywire and I just realized I need to do this and I went in front and I gave my life to Christ. Mm. Um, and you know, throughout my high school, um, and through most of my university, I was involved in um, the CU Christian mm. Union. Um, and we were with you in CU, yeah, Kewa, yeah, yeah, Catholic, campus, yeah. Uh, and Catholic University was very unique because mm. the CU was not official. We, we had to do it rebellious. We couldn't even meet on the campus. Mm. You know, those, that's a whole story for another day. <laughs> but 
I, I remember being very much involved in ministry. Um, I was involved in my church, so I was involved in music and, mm. you know, worship and prayer and all, all of that. Mm. And I think that really set a very strong foundation for me. Um, I think my experience is a little bit unique. I know, you know, yeah. when people get into their mid twenties and you start earning money and you go haywire and you start mm. drinking and all of that. I thank God because he sort of shielded me from that. And I think part of that is just that foundation that I had serving God. I, I look back at it now and, you know, we've had sessions with some of my friends, my the people I grew up with, and we talk about it now and we think, were we misguided? Were we overzealous in the way we did it? Um, but one thing that comes, you know, clearly is that we had a foundation and that foundation set the pace for a lot of our spiritual life, even today. Mm -hmm. So even when there's times of shaking right now, when you when things are not making sense, when you know you're finding yourself questioning some of the fundamentals yeah. of the faith, yeah. you you don't deviate from the faith because you know you yeah. have a foundation. You know you can tear down the building, but the foundation is there, foundation. and you know that at the end of the day, uh, Jesus Christ is Lord, yeah. and we have to go back to Him. Mm. Um, with my questions, with all my doubts, I still go back to God, mm. um, and that is mainly because of the foundation that was laid at those early years. Mm. So I think having that foundation, um, you know, from teens and, and and beyond, and I'm speaking to parents now, yeah. you know, getting your kids grounded in in serving the Lord is very useful for them because mm. then that sets a foundation for the later years when yeah. that that's going to be shaken mm. um so that that was my experience mm. and i had a very similar experience to you monge because i remember when i was in campus i had to make a decision on who my friends would be because i had some one or two students in my university that made me uh, quite famous for one or two things that i did i participated in some talent uh, um, events and all that uh, emerged a winner and you know when you're dealing with fame as a as a 20 22 year old young man it can get confusing because you get attention from the ladies in the campus you get attention from people some profound respect that you have but all that you're looking for and i think dr alluded to this was affirmation yeah it was probably affirmation that i was looking for at that time so when i go back to those years i actually see that was affirmation I was looking for that you're one of us, you can make it and you can actually come out with something and we can put a name to you mm -hmm. because of what you've done. So I was chasing a label that was defined by the world. But I, I concur with you because when I was 18, 19, we were the Navigators core group. That was after my high school in Nairobi school. It was this one year team that we, we went for uh, core group yeah. and for the first time being brought up as a child who got born again when I was 12 at uh, Pentecostal church in Sitam is when I read the Bible for myself and memorized scripture for myself mm. and scripture speaking to me and also convicting me and rebuking me for the kind of life and the thoughts that I was having even at that time and having that continuing all the way till my latter campus years, all the way to my early years in corporate, working in the media houses when I was about 24, 25 years, all the way into marriage. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that whole, I feel like there's a ship that I decided to board and that carried me towards some very tumultuous, confusing years mm -hmm. as an 18 to 25 yes. 
here on person and, and for a parent listening to this and I thank you for even calling out the parents who are having children going into campus and they have this fear of letting go this child is no longer nesting um, and the truth be told some of them when they even go to boarding when they're 14 mm. you've already released them to a world out there mm. that you're not in control of yeah. so i think it happens sooner that that whole thing of feeling like now it's it's a caterpillar and this child is a butterfly flying out there happens earlier for some parents but for those who are releasing their children to campus to uh, to the real life out there i think there should be an encouragement to them that mm. ingrain them in the word um, let them plug in into those Christian camps, into those Christian forums and groups. Yeah. Um, that will set a solid foundation for their future. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good. <clears throat> we forgot to mention that Kevin was actually uh, Mr. Uh, Catholic University um, during his, uh, was it second year or it was second first year? It was second year. It's confusing, yes. Yeah, yeah. You still have the sash. Yes, it's an accolade that um, most of my campus guys remind me of. But I always feel like, uh, well, I think I, I'm a much better person right now. Yeah, much more aware of who I am now. Yes, so. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Umeshare Podcasts and I believe for the 18 to 30 year olds or those who have children in that age group, you've been edified, you've been empowered and you've heard our stories. And uh, Dr. Ari, thanks for sharing. You're very welcome. Yeah, Umeshare. Nimeshare. Yeah, Musioki Umeshare. Nimeshare. Yeah, at Omongi Umeshare. Nimeshare. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing and uh, this is a podcast that runs weekly and targets the 35 to 55 year old man. And here to me share podcast, men share openly. Have a good week ahead. Meet you next week. Thank you. This podcast was recorded at the Life in Abundance Hotel and Conference Center. For bookings, email reservations at liacenter.co.ke. That is reservations at liacenter.co.ke. Thank you.